You are listening to The Vet Podcast, presented by veterinarian Dr. Brian Greger from New Zealand and featuring an international team of animal health professionals. Join us as we discuss pet health issues from around the world. I have just read an article in The Vet Practice magazine, originating in Australia, which, as an aside, is well worth the read for veterinarians, especially in Australasia, with up-to-date product reviews, articles of topical interest, clinical advice and industry news, but I digress. The article was discussing a survey that the Lincoln Institute in Sydney has undertaken, which I actually took part in, on the difficulties in recruiting veterinarians. One of the comments, which was, vets cited stress in their role, poor work conditions and insufficient remuneration as the leading reasons for their unhappiness, almost half said they experienced anxiety at work on a routine basis. This comment got me thinking again about one of the scourges of our profession, suicide. Long-term subscribers may remember that I have discussed this topic previously, but truly, it is too important to ignore. Research in the United Kingdom has shown that veterinarians are up to four times more likely to commit suicide than the general population, and twice as likely as other healthcare professionals. Not a particularly happy thought, but unfortunately one of my colleagues ended his life over New Year several years ago, and my mind always thinks of him at this time of the year. And you have to ask, why, why, why? These figures are really scary. I will repeat them. Veterinarians in the UK are four times more likely to commit suicide than the general population and twice as likely as other healthcare professionals. This leads to the obvious question, why is this so? In 2010, the Veterinary Record published a study that investigated the possible causes of increased risk leading veterinarians to commit suicide. And although the possible reasons made perfect sense, it also made some very chilling reading. The first risk factor goes right to the start of a veterinarian's training. Typically, entrance to veterinary schools is limited to high achievers, whose personality traits may include neuroses, conscientiousness and perfectionism, all risk factors for suicidal behaviours. Secondly, consider the working environment of veterinarians. The hours can be long, there is certainly often a huge expectation from owners, Added to that, the real risk of lawsuits or disciplinary action if things don't go right. The workload can be large, with the veterinarian dealing with multiple complex cases at the same time. Veterinarians often work in solo practices, which can lead them to be socially isolated and without support from their peers. Unfortunately, performing euthanasia on animals is a daily part of our lives. This has two effects. The first is that euthanasia agents are easily accessible. We routinely use high doses of barbiturates to euthanise animals, effectively overdosing them with the drug. This drug is present in virtually all clinics. At least half the male veterinarians who committed suicide between 1982 and 1996 in England and Wales used barbiturates, the report said. The second effect of performing euthanasia on animals is perhaps what could be referred to as normalising it. Vets see euthanasia as an easy, pain-free way to end suffering in their patients. It's not a huge step to transfer this feeling to themselves. The final factor the report suggests is what they refer to as suicide contagion. 
the direct or indirect awareness of colleagues who have committed suicide may increase the likelihood of a vet using euthanasia as an option to end their perceived problems. There appears to be little data about suicide rates of veterinarians in other parts of the world, but anecdotally this problem appears to occur in a number of countries. It would appear that some veterinary organisations are taking the issue seriously. Here in New Zealand, the New Zealand Veterinary Association and the New Zealand Veterinary Council are running a veterinary wellness programme which is designed to help identify and manage stress in the workplace. This includes a telephone hotline to counsellors who are trained to help stressed out vets. Finally, if you are working in a veterinary environment and one of your colleagues there is showing some of the following signs, which I have taken from the University of Tennessee's Suicide Awareness and Veterinary Education, or SAVE, S-A-V-E, website, threatening suicide or expressing a strong wish to die, making a plan to give away prized possessions, sudden or impulsive purchase of a firearm, obtaining other means of killing themselves such as poisons or medications, or if you observe signs of serious depression, unrelenting low mood, pessimism, hopelessness, desperation, anxiety, withdrawal from loved ones in social situations, sleep problems, particularly lack of sleep, increased alcohol and or other drug use, recent impulsiveness and taking unnecessary risks, or unexpected rage or anger, they need to seek help immediately. We work in a stressful profession. Please let's all look after each other. You have been listening to The Vet Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, The Vet Podcast app in Play Store, iTunes, Google Play, or bookmark us in your favourite podcast player. To contact us, message through Facebook or email vetpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.